Live audio internet service. This show is recorded with two brave souls. Ladies and gentlemen, 530, no, 543 days into the prime ministerial ship of Boris Johnson. We and TC are here to discuss what's going on and, and how it's going. We're missing our dear James. Dear James isn't here with us today, but I'm sure he'll be back with us next week. Um, but we'll see how that, how it goes. But I'm sure he'll be back next week. Um, he sends his apologies to our beautiful audience. But you've got me and TC. CJ, TC, CJ, CJ, TC. I don't know. It works either which way. Yes, by 500... 543 days into Boris Johnson prime ministerialship and the, the people's prime minister um, just like Princess Diana was a people's princess I don't know how that worked oh it's because people loved her the people's love for Boris which propelled him into power past uh, looking at his career and his performance in other roles he's managed to to succeed uh, to, to the, even in spite of those detrimental things and that lack of success and lack of ability, deceitfulness, underhandness, backstabbing, um, and general just like the, the, some of the worst aspects of, 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 of behaviour in public offices, you know, the adultery, the deceit, being absolutely appalling as, um, as foreign minister, but somehow he was able to surprise everybody by rising above that and becoming the Prime Minister of England and the United Kingdom. Um, not that you know, you'd think he was just the Prime Minister of, 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 of England, the way he's going on, but the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And um, here we are, 500, and I have to keep reminding myself because I can't believe it, 500, and, and and 43 days into his prime ministership. And he's, has he delivered? Has he changed the world? TC, 500. Yeah, I've, got to, <laughs> I've, I've, I've got to say, it's probably the finest prime minister uh, this nation has ever had. What an amazing job Boris Johnson is doing. Mm. And I'm sure that's true in an alternate universe where Boris Johnson is this very sensible and well-meaning politician. But obviously we've got a man who doesn't make decisions very quickly or waits to the last minute. Remember when, when this pandemic started, like other countries, you had the options of shutting down borders, as we saw in New Zealand and, and other countries, or, or providing a correct track and trace like um, uh, South Korea, um, or just getting a better public message out there like Japan um, to sort of stem the tide. But after how many millions of pounds we spent on track and trace, it doesn't work. Um, and after almost... I know March is it, so it's after 11 months since the pandemic hit the UK properly, where we first got like we first realised we we had a big issue, although it was already in Spain and Italy, uh, that that on Monday tomorrow we shut borders for the for the first time. I mean, it's better late than never, but yes, yes, it's, it's always always better late than never, but um. I just like we're 543 days in, and um, is this the leader that these people wanted? 
Um, is this the leader that the people needed? Is this the leader that we deserved? Because I, I, I still, there are still, he's still got plenty of support out there. Um, people will still say, you know, there are hints of rebellion in the party, but not over anything you'd expect. Um, it's it's the the conspiracy theorists, of which there are a lot of them in the in the Tory party, and I say conspiracy theorists because they claim to be economists that believe that the economies will be irreparably damaged by COVID um, lockdown. I think he's got to open up the economy again. Um, and if he does, you know, if he doesn't, he may face rebellion. So, so not 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 due to the fact that the, just so we can put it into some perspective, this week they announced, first of all, okay, so this week they've announced that uh, the Scottish fisheries are losing one million pounds a day, one million pounds a day since the start of the year. Because um, bureaucracy on our side of the ocean, not the EU, on our side, is stopping people from selling fish. Imagine if there was any way you could sell fish without all the paperwork. But anyway, right, it's losing a million pounds pounds a day. Um, UK fisheries is I, I'm not in the same situation. England isn't in the same situation, but I think only because we have so few fishermen um, is my guess there. Um, yeah. But Scottish fisheries are losing a million pounds a day. Small businesses are saying they're now going to have to go under. Um, I've heard stories of businesses maybe lasting another 90 days. And then that's it. Because they have to fill out so much paperwork that by the time they get the items over to wherever, it's, it's already too late. And then finally, um, I've heard that... Um, even sending things to the EU and packages, just a normal package can cost upwards of £90, whereas before it would cost a couple of quid. Um, some would say it's not Boris's fault, it's the EU, whatever, it's their fault. You know, why are they hindering our ability to trade? Mm, who knew? Um, but I why is it, and, and I'll come back to this message again as the show goes on, but why is it that, how, how is it that for the reward of supporting Boris, we've been given what we were told, we were, what's happening, what we were told was happening would happen, and why people don't seem too bothered by it, because a lot of people aren't. And funnily enough, it's all, even the people who are affected by it, um, don't seem to care. What what is that? I don't get that. Do you get that, TC? I mean, you you I I know where, where you live. There's a lot of support for for Boris and for Brexit and stuff like that. Does anybody seem phased by what's starting to happen? So let's start with obviously since this lockdown, we've not seen anyone. So I can't give you a, a, a man on the street kind of thing going on. Um, uh, I, I did want to point out that uh, Boris Johnson has negotiated a deal with the EU that was worse than Theresa May's. I'm not a Theresa May's, but his deal with the EU is worse than mm. Theresa May's. Also, um, currently, people are a little bit shocked that us leaving the EU means that we don't have the same provisos 
although we have the same parity in we can sell products to the eu but it still means that it'll need to go through customs checks like any other yeah. nation parity means that the goods that we create here in the uk are good enough to be sold in europe or meet the standards of the european union that's all that means yeah. now all the other checks and all everything else that's just standard that's just standard as it happens if you're a country outside the eu so we're, we're, we've not We've got we've got better than a no deal, which would have mean that actually the checks would have been stricter. There would have been higher um, charges. We would have had bigger tariffs. So goods can go across. Actually, it's better for goods coming into the UK, but there are still problems. So, is Boris Johnson the leader we deserved? Yes, because he was he was the leader of the UK that, that, that basically somehow passed the line. Um, <laughs> so, it's, it's the it's, it's the government that people voted for. Yeah. Um, is there some kind of there is a little bit of a football fiction of people where they believe for some reason that Boris Johnson's their man and mm. he's doing a good job no matter what he does but um, literally it, I get caught in a trap with Boris Johnson where, where he comes out with we've got a free trade deal it's going to be and yes. I was like brilliant this is the best thing in the world right and then it turns out that that's a load of bullshit and actually, what we have got is we can trade, we can send things across, but it's not free. It's just that we're just a normal country outside the EU, the biggest trading yes. block in the world, right? So, so that was that was crap. They were given the opportunity to give musicians and artists and scientists free access to the EU. The British government denied it, and now it becomes a blame game, doesn't it? As as all of the stuff that Boris said comes to light well it doesn't come to light the facts come to light which i'm sure that he pretty much just talked guff signed a bit of paper the eu could have put in whatever they wanted to but yeah. we need to realize it's not the eu's fault mm. you know that this was another deal when boris was voted in and then it became a worse deal that i don't think the labor party are making a big enough deal deal about you know there was yeah, another I, ready deal. I, I, from what I see, the Labour Party aren't making enough um, big enough fuss about it. What's even scarier, and, and this is why I think people really like—I I don't like. Look, people need to stop being terrified, right? Because just just one example, one simple example of how bad, you know, how bad five hundred and forty-three days of Boris Johnson is. His fisheries minister is quoted as not as of reading the deal. She didn't read the deal. She, and I've got a really bad feeling that very few Tory ministers have actually read the deal. Why would they? I, I think very few of them actually looked at the deal. What they did is they went for the things that sounded impressive. Because hmm. somebody read it to them and went, well, we've got this. Because <clears throat> that sounds impressive. Um, but nobody actually read it which just sounds like, you know, the type of people who voted for Brexit. But anyway, I've been told not to be mean to them. But um, it just, it sounds like this is what's happened. And that to me is terrifying and worrisome because the fisheries minister, she openly admits it, hadn't read it. Like, how do you not read? You're the minister in charge and you haven't read the deal. How, how is that a thing? You're, you're, you're absolutely right, but why would she read the deal? I think the reason that she's there isn't because she's about detail. The reason mm. she's there is because she's a cheerleader for Boris. Yeah. 
that's why she's there. And I, like Gavin Williamson, like the housing secretary, like all of them, like um, Alex Sharma, like Priti Patel, they're all cheerleaders for Boris. They're not about mm. detail. They're not about a detail. This cabinet does not strike me as I don't feel like you look you look at one of them apart from um, Rishi Sunak, who seen when he talks about what he's delivering, he seems to have a grasp of what he's delivering. So he knows the detail about mm. what he's announcing. Now, I'm not saying that what he's done is good or bad. I think he's helped a lot of people. I think a lot of people have been left by the way. So sort of been left out yes. in the open. But when he talks about what he's doing, he has a firm grasp of it. Mm. I cannot say the same thing for Matt Hancock. Uh, I can't say the same for Alex Sharma. I can't yeah. say this for um, Pretty Patel, who seems to get tongue twisted a lot. And I, I was wondering this. I can't remember what the um, what was the name of the um, uh, she was shadow secretary in Corbyn's cabinet. Um, a black woman. Diane Abbott, right. So if Diane Abbott had pulled any of the shit Pretty Patel would put, um, has pulled mm. with fucking reading out figures, she would have been absolutely annihilated by the press, torn to shreds. Pretty yeah. Patel gets none of that shit. Yeah. And I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. It's not It's not the colour of her skin. It's the party that she's, she's involved with. And she's a cheerleader for that mm. sort of that part of media. Um um, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the Curtis reasoning of why. Okay, yeah. and, and this, this, this is the whole thing about this. The Tories that we've got. Um, I think it's that he, she fulfills as with this entire party, they fulfill the the if you will the the fancy Tories. Okay, um, mm. even though I still don't get why none of them can stand up properly apart from Rishi. Um, this is sort of like fantasy of Tories. They they look like good Tories. They sound like good poor Tories. Like if there was a Tory porn magazine, right? Mm. They'd all be in it because they 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 say they've got the they've got the quippy responses that the Daily mm. Mail can put out there. Even though when they're in public and they're being interviewed, they sound awful, but they all fulfil that sort of. Um, if you will, that sort of Tory porn that yeah. you know people have been made cracking jokes about for uh, years, whether it was Alan Bastard or um, uh, House of Cards, they're the caricatures of what the of what people think a Tory is. That is that they care about business. No, they don't. That they 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 know about economics. No, they don't. That they're good at making deals. No, they're not. Um, because they, I, I think everything they've touched so far has led to Boris Johnson having to jump in, especially as again, our weekly sojourns into to Brexit. All the stuff I've spoken about only happened over the past week, so uh, past couple of weeks. So, the, the money being lost by the fisheries, people having to pay 90 pounds via UPS to transport stuff across the um to the continent um the bureaucracy uh problems at the border for businesses so fish are rotting i think in the, on the dock side now because yeah. they can't export them um businesses having maybe 90 odd days left of business because they can't trade with european countries without so much paperwork the competition's able to get in there and undermine it and then we move into the whole thing with um with covid 
and the fact that you know the talks never the press don't I think out of this need not to panic people the press don't talk about the actual targets the government would need to reach in terms of the ABCD to make sure everybody gets inoculated and we beat back COVID for at least this year um, nobody talks about that type of stuff but the government's failing in every single one of those areas um, the lockdown was late again which isn't something that people think the Labour's party is saying the Labour party don't say anything apart from Kerr Starmer popping up now and again again you bug it up and people calling me people said Kerr Starmer was mean for 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 exposing how much of a lie Boris was they did polls and Kerr Starmer's mean and and the opposition are just moany whingy people um, for holding the government accountable so I, I'm lost at where this all goes forward, especially if it is actually, I'd be interested to see what how how Tory party supporters react if there is a backseat rebellion um, over lockdown. Because mm. um, what would happen at that point? You know, do we end up with a government that literally goes, we're not listening to the scientific advice, we need to get the economy going, end off, and that's it. You know, is, is that is that what happens? I, I just want to point out, I just wanted to bring, um, people say that lockdown didn't work. The first lockdown did work. It mm. did work. Um, the second lockdown was late, yes. and then we paid the consequences for that because it was the rules were loosened, and that gave the second variant time to infect enough people to mutate. That's why that happened. Mm. Right. It's not, it didn't mutate because it was just a surprise. I think there was a paper released by Sage in June that stated that it was very likely that we would get a mutant, a mutant virus in sometime in September. Uh, mm. if, we, if we dropped down the, if we, if we kept, if we dropped the lockdown rules. So that's why that happened. The lockdown did work. It saved it saved lives and it saved basically the NHS so they could treat people would save lives. If we open up the economy and we go back up, back to normal, what will happen is that hospitals, people dying of COVID won't be actually the main issue. It'll be people dying from car accidents, people dying from because they won't be able to get a bed in the fucking hospital and they won't be able to get treated. Right. So that's what's going to happen. So you have a routine appointment. You've got a broken leg. Suddenly you're dying from sepsis because you can't go into a fucking hospital because the hospitals are full. You know, that's what happens if we open up the economy with this disease. Our NHS will be overrun and people will start dying, but not from COVID, from every other fucking thing that should have been a normal fix. Mm. I think people don't seem to realise that. Um, people don't. And that's the same uh, the exact message I've been trying to put out there to people. It is not about you. Um, and, and, and people don't necessarily seem to get that at all. It's about all the staff in the hospital who are having to deal with um, people dying in front of them, people not being able to breathe. Um, and, you know, that's all you're having to deal with. And then other people coming in who it's too late to save. Mm. Um, and people don't even want to get it or seem to get it. The argument over is... is there still seems to be this sort of argument over um, cold and flu. Oh, it's the same amount of people who died last year. It's not. Or the year before. Or this or that. And it's like, no, 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 no. You've got to stop. Um, but trying to get that message through to people that think it's a pandemic 
it's like trying to speak to people about Brexit. I, I just don't know how you're going to break through some and build those bridges enough that they'll listen to the science. And the government's flip floppiness over this has not helped. And again, I know people are going to say I'm just being mean about Boris, but I remember the first few days Boris wasn't wearing a mask because who wasn't wearing a mask? Trump wasn't wearing a mask. And he wasn't shake, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, wiping his hands. I remember there was that day he was he went to the school and they were doing the woodwork. And he um he wasn't wearing a mask or wearing gloves. And it could show off how enthusiastic he was about doing woodwork with kids. Five hundred and forty-three days. And then um I, I think I don't know. I, I I certainly know people on Facebook who you know they, they they don't want to have the conversation. They want to tell you that they don't believe, and there's something wrong with you when you you believe vaccines might work, or you believe that um, that the 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 condition that COVID's real. But there are still plenty of people who take joy in the fact that they don't care, and unfortunately, I don't know if there's a way around that the, the I, thing I is Curtis, honestly no serious i'm very happy because i know that the vaccine gives you superpowers right so i'm very happy to take the vaccine and then people you know don't believe it's good for you the superpower is that you won't die from covid mm. right um other people don't want to do that. I mean, they're very selfish because obviously then the virus will mutate again and then we'll need another vaccine because that's what yeah. happened. Um, but the, we, as I've mentioned this before, it's the post-truth thing, isn't it? Lies, the media has been allowed to dictate. This is why the BBC is very important. And I know people think that the BBC has come right wing or well, I had a conversation with a lad saying that basically I thought the BBC was quite a little bit right leaning and he was right leaning. So he thought the BBC was left leaning, which I had said was a pretty good sort of barometer of how neutral the BBC is. How mm. important to have some kind of neutral um, broadcaster. Now, I know that the BBC would lock down with this. They have to give opposing views and to have balance, which is which is bullshit. What they have to, it should, what they should do is just present facts. So whichever question they have, they should present facts against that. And they can have opinion pieces, but then, you know, then that has to be presented with facts to back it up or to disclaim it. Um, what we do live in is in, in, in an era where media has dictated what people believe and mm. can sort of push and, uh, and push it about. I think there was a, um, it was in the Daily Express that they had yeah. a thing about, um finally what it literally it was the 17th the 18th of january or something like i'm not saying it was like the sixth something like the sixth to the to the seventh of january and it was something like um um finally european european um fishing fleets european boats kicked out of british waters they can't fish in our waters anymore the next day literally on the uh, on the same page it goes shock fishermen find that they cannot find in the, they cannot um british fishermen cannot um cannot fish in the Faroe Islands and the waters of Finland and Sweden. Outrage as they cannot do this. And I was like, wait a minute, bruv. Wait a minute. <laughs> this, is the, this shit works like, you know, it's a handshake, isn't it? You can fish in our waters, we can fish in yours. That's what people yeah. don't realise. We've stopped, we stopped people fishing in our waters, but because of that, we've stopped our fishermen fishing in other people's waters as well. Um, yeah. But we live, in, we live in this sort of post-truth. The truth isn't a matter. It's about it, it, opinions matter. 
and the truth really now is set to the side and some people might think that that this this is opinion and yes it mm. is opinion but i try and base my opinion on facts mm. Um, as as far as I can see them, and if my facts are wrong, when I, if I read up on something and I find that my opinion was incorrect, then I can adjust my opinion to that. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think we live in an era now where where the media has, has had a little bit too much control. Facebook, obviously, out of control. You know, um, the online stuff has has sort of dictated the way people think. And somehow, Curtis, somehow, we need to pull this shit back. And is it starting in the states with? Google is it starting in the states with Amazon, um, and uh, and Facebook and Twitter? I mean, I really hope so. I I but... think it's it's you're on the right path, TC. I think you're you're correct, and I think that the part of the answer may be something quite straightforward, and that's the impartiality rule that we have for press in the UK, not for newspapers, but obviously for media companies. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe it'd be harder to do with newspapers, but I think especially with the internet, um, introducing something. So like, so this is just an idea. And again, if, if Facebook's listening, I want payment for this. So the uh, it's all algorithms and stuff like that. So if you go on, on Fox, and you're getting a certain type of story. That's your news story, okay? So oranges are red, and that's what Fox is telling you. Then if the Facebook could be made, so here's an alternative view on this, or here's yeah. alternative stories on this, um, with an alternative perspective, or with more facts on the situation. So you can still go to Fox, but you'll get a link beside it going, here's the detail on this story, yeah. Um, blah blah blah, or something like that. I don't see the part of the reason why we're here now is because what Facebook done is it opened up, especially the UK market, to all of these different news sources. Mm-hmm. And as with people, especially with the older generation, you know they've got their favourite channel, right? They've got their favourite pet and their favourite child. I think they got their favourite news channels. So at some point, it ended up being Fox. So if you end up and you only end up with Fox, especially in the UK, British people, if if you're a pensioner and you end up having Fox as your news source, I'm not surprised so many from love Brexit and Trump. You know, I'm, I'm not surprised if um, Breitbart is your only news source. I'm not surprised that Boris became prime minister and has been prime minister for 543 days. If your news, you you got so because a lot of the news sources out there aren't just right wing. And I'm not talking about Fox necessarily, but there's a lot of news sources with an openly fascistic right-wing agenda. Yeah. And they're owned and bought and paid for by people with lots of money, with a lot of determination, with strong views. Okay? So what that means is that they sort of are able to put their story out there more than, let's say, uh, what they call a lefty news corporation it would do. Like in the UK, I think the only leftist or like although they're lefty they're not labor supporting news sources necessarily so the guardian the mirror newspaper and maybe the independent to a degree right on the opposite side of that you've got the daily mail the telegraph the express the sun the star um and you can go on the evening standard the you know which are very much either center or or to the right in terms of their politics so when you've got that sort of situation, 
the most more information is being generated by those groups. So I think that's how they, they got into the habit of affecting people more in terms of, of how TV channels aren't able to do so to that degree. So the BBC has to present both sides of the, 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 the fence. And depending on which time you, you, you click in to watch um, BBC News, you can get two different points of view, mm. whereas you won't get that from the press. And I think if we can find some way to find balance and force these companies to be balanced, which might be detrimental to a lot of people, but unless you can find them force some way of making them present a balanced view i don't think there's a there's a way through this because there's a darn sight more crazy on youtube and on the internet putting out qanon messages um telling you that the pc brigade have taken over your doctor who and there's no more boys adventures telling you that um the pc crowd are the worst thing in the world telling you that feminism's gone too far telling you that um you know, the, the proud boys aren't a bunch of overweight forty-year-old men who Nazis, small animals. Yeah, Nazis. You know, there's a lot more of that out there than there is from the opposite standing, if you will. Um, and if 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 Trump's presidency's proved anything, it's that that you can convince crazy to do crazy, um, and. Even now, I am just moving on slightly. I've noticed that after last, after the attempted coup in the States, the message now is not to disrespect the 70 million that voted for Trump, to not um, take the piss out of them, not to not mock them, to not do whatever. But I'm like, how do you communicate with people who every time you do try and meet them in the middle, shift the goalposts another into another playing field yeah. so um in terms of british politics they announced today that they're going to bring in new laws to protect statues right now yeah. there's already laws to protect the to, to protect the concrete dead um why do they need more laws considering that we like i said i keep saying it every week but Today's the best time in the world to be a criminal in the UK. Um, the Crown Prosecution Service is underfunded. Um, there's not enough money going in, in, into law enforcement in this country. Uh, not enough money going into police recruitment in this country. Not enough money going into crime prevention in this country. Um, it's a criminal, you know, it's a wild time to be a criminal in this country at the moment. But yet we're introducing new laws to protect statues. And guess who also introduced new laws to protect statues? Donald Trump. I'm not saying Boris is copying Donald Trump every step of the way, but that's this country's, that's the priority this government's taken. Um, so they've just announced new protocols to get um, protection for, from the Bane mobs. There are plenty of laws um, to protect um, criminal damage. I believe a lot of the people who brought down that statue in Bristol, which started this off, um have been charged hmm. and stuff like that why is it that at a moment again where we find ourselves in the position we are do you think tc that this government is focusing on things like that 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 Discussion. seems to be their, their great interest as opposed to what's actually going on it's distraction curse isn't it i mean again it, it distracts they're trying to protect statues which 
let's face it, physically, if you can tear down a statue, you've done pretty fucking well because they're they're really heavy. So um, tear down a statue, or let's focus on um, on kids' dinners, kids who don't have enough food to eat, providing them lunches. Right? Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the statues. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way. As a human being, I understand that if you're going to undertake an action, and this is why the, the, the same thing applies to these people that tore down the statue in Bristol, as the Trump, the people who tried to, to basically create, um, coup, do, um, sorry, the people who tried to basically have a coup in the US by storming the Senate, the same thing should apply to them. They should mm. be prosecuted because although I am, I'm, I'm willing to say that I agree with the fact that they tore down that statue, the moral standpoint was one that I could agree with. Why would you mm. want someone who made their, their money out of uh, basically killing thousands of people, maybe yeah. even hundreds of thousands of people by transporting them into slavery. Um, and obviously not all the people made it. So lots of people died on the way, you know, and you supported an industry, you made lots of money. Out. Why would you want a statue of him? Well, and, and I think that's right. I can support that morally, but obviously breaking something or creating something like that is something that it's an action so if you've done that action you need to be willing to pay for it and if i'd done it i'd be willing to pay for it so they should be prosecuted just the same as the rioters in the u.s should be prosecuted Mm. it's not it's what it's one for them it's you know it's a one rule should be the same for all i know we're in different countries but but the 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 letter of the law should be the same um Mm. Our government is, is just distracting from things. They're trying to protect things that don't matter. They only matter to the establishment who've made money from those things. And I wonder if they'll have a statue. And obviously they don't want that torn down and chucked out. So uh, uh, but they're distracting from the kids' dinners, aren't they? The, the lunches over mm-hmm. half term. And considering councils don't have any money to support that, that's what they're doing, Curse. They're distracting. And that's what this government does really well. And what Boris Johnson has learned very well from, um, what is it? Bannon and Trump. He's watched them. He's stu- he's a student of them. Yeah. There's a news cycle, Curtis. You distract, you can get away with pretty much anything, and he has. Yeah, Curtis. He's, he's done it superbly. Let me yeah. give you get away with everybody out there a quick example of how much are distracted the Tories, right? Um, and and this, like I said, this 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 just shows the glory of how 543 days of Boris are detrimental to the well-being of this country and, and proves that nobody's done more to damage this country than Bryce Johnson has. And like I said, I'm not a big fan of a lot of prime ministers. And and but like this is this is this is virgin on the criminal. So since the Tories have been in power, they've cut 17,000 beds, left the NHS 106,000 staff short. Um, weeks late into pretty much every lockdown they've done, spent 22 billion, ladies and gentlemen, 22 billion in a few months on the failed test and trace, which, as far as I know, hasn't been ended. It's still ongoing. Well, they're all getting um, their car, aren't they, Curtis? Yeah. But at 22 billion gave billions to cronies, not experts. No, when we and then when we go about listening to experts, they gave I'm sure it's definitely millions and almost certainly billions to people to do things that they weren't experts in. They weren't pioneers in. They weren't trying to get a good deal for the UK. They wanted your money. And Boris, 
who's been in power for 543 days, gave it to them. Um, they were late on masks, late on schools, and late on borders, like the borders being closed tomorrow. Let's see how many people get into the UK before then, or if there's a mad rush. But let, let's see. And he defended Cummins to the hilt. Yeah. And then has a, the gall to talk about how much pressure the NHS is under, like some dad. Oh, my little NHS is under so much pressure. But you're the one who's been abusing it, Boris. You know, and, and, and I don't know how you turn your parent. Mm. Um, do you have any confidence in, you know, has, well, let's start at the top. How has the past year, and it has been pretty much a year since this all started how, as a process, how's it been, been for you? And, and do you think the government in any way, you know, maybe the government has been good in some way. Has it, has it, has it been a, a good journey for you in any way or one think, you can respect them for? I think the furlough scheme, the furlough scheme was, it was a lifesaver at the beginning of the year. I mean, I only had it till what to the end of September, I think it's when furlough ended that I was made redundant the month before. Um, and they're trying to find what was difficult, hence why I've become self-employed. Um, so the furlough scheme was great because of that. I'd, at no point did I feel when we were locked down, I understood it, but I always felt that we were, because you were watching things in Italy, you were watching things in, in Spain. You know, we mm. knew it was out there and it was bad. Um, so I'd... Oh, Weirdly, Curtis, I've always felt that we're on the back foot. I do feel that Boris Johnson keeps describing things as well-beating. And when he says something like well-beating, it's generally going to be shit. Right? Now, the only the only positive that we have at the moment is that we're doing, I think, we're the fourth most vaccinated country in the world after, uh, I think it's Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, and Israel. I think Israel's like number one or number three there, or something like that. And then it's the UK's fourth. And actually, all the other countries are coming up quite, European countries are quite close behind us. Um, I feel that that's going really well. And that's thanks to, shockingly, it's thanks to the NHS. It's mm. not down to any private organisation subcontracted in. This is down to the NHS. And the NHS are getting it right because actually it's about saving lives. Yes, they pay people. They pay professionals who are in the NHS, yes, to make money and to have a, a decent pension and to have child, you know, to have good maternity leave. But it's it's a calling, isn't it? You don't look after sick people if you think, oh, I don't know what, it's a decent bit of money because it's not in the scheme of things with the training, the amount of training you put in, the amount of hours you do, it's not that great a job. You know, mm. generally no one that I know who's worked as a nurse or a midwife generally works there 12 to 12 hours you know they don't do like oh, they start at nine in the morning and finish nine in the evening what happens is they get caught in a case and they finish probably an hour or two after their shift finishes and then they're back at nine you know they're back at six in the morning the next day so yeah. it's a calling you know it's a calling now the the nhs has got it sussed i trust the nhs what i don't trust is unfortunately a pathological liar whose main importance is about himself cares about himself he doesn't care about the country you know you, you can watch a video on youtube with the the different reactions to covid from boris johnson and jacintha arden uh prime the the prime minister of new zealand and mm. 
the fact that she talks about deaths, that she cannot tolerate one unnecessary death. That is why the decision is being made to lock down the country immediately, closing all borders mm. and keeping everybody at home. Yeah. I can only imagine coming from the UK at this time, if we had a prime minister who'd done that, how much more reassured I would have felt about this whole process. Yeah. This has been, this has been a tough year for everyone. I know mm. that it's been tougher for some people a lot more than it has for others. I think that my family generally have been very, very lucky. Catherine's had, um, my other half has had her job all the way through. She's worked all the way through. Um, and we've had an income coming out. We haven't need to really worry about the mortgage or feeding the kids. But I know that's us. And I know that we've got space and we live somewhere where we can go for walks and there's no one here. Do you know what I mean? Literally five minutes up the road, we've got like a 10 mile lane that we can walk on, you know, footpath. We're very lucky in that respect. So this for us has been okay. And our kids yeah. are the right age. It's been okay. You know, it's been tough, but it's been okay. I can't imagine, I can't imagine what it's been like for other people. And I know other people in, in, in situations where they're stuck in flats with kids, yeah. they're living in somewhere that's very populated. So going out for a walk, isn't that safe unless you're a denier. Do you know what I mean? So it becomes very, very difficult. So for us, it's been fine, but obviously the mental issues from this are going to be, and it's mostly for the adult population. I think my kids at four could not give a monkeys. They don't, they're having a, the great time because they're with their dad every day. Do you know what I mean? So we're having like, you know, I'll give them like, we have raspberry fights on their tummies. You know, we, we run around, we dance to Hey Hey with the monkeys. You know, we do all, all this silly stuff, which is great. So for my kids, I don't think they're really going to be affected by this until they're older. But for other kids, you know, a, a, a 15, 16 year old boy or girl who, you know, wants to spend time with other teenagers. This has got to be horrific. You know, and, and oh, I don't know, mate. For us, it's been it's been yeah. manageable, and we we've counted ourselves as lucky, and I think yeah. we are lucky. No, it's good. I, I think it's important, like to to hear what people are going through, because that's something that always gets lost in a message. People go on about how lockdowns this, lockdowns that, but really, it's about what people are going through. And especially if you're a family man and uh, my good buddy and friend, um, it's, it's something that, you know, I think we've got in the habit of doing this show. You'll come on my show. But I also need to remind myself to call up my buddy down again and check out who he is. Because it's like, this is our, this is our catch up um, in a way it's become. And it's, it's like we forget actually, you know, it's, this isn't like any other situation people need to be communicating more and talking more and being open a bit more. And I, I think although people are, are reading up more and learning more about stuff, which is why things like the Black Lives Matters March happened this year, I think it is having a detrimental effect on people because their if their sources of communication aren't their friends or their neighbours, it's the internet. And when 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 that happens, that's when things like um, the riots at the White House happened. And if you speak to those people, they're all like, yeah, I feel good about what I did until they get their ass caught. Um, yeah. At which point the, the tune changes. But this has always been an, a, a thing that I've found quite interesting. That it is difficult. Um, for myself, it's been horrible. Um, it, it's, it really has been a, um, a, a, a mission 
of staying in the good habits of getting up every morning, having a wash, having a shave. Now and again, I haven't shaved this week, but um, but you, you know, you've got a family, so you you have to you have to get up, you have to look after them, yeah. you have to make sure that you're doing those things. But I wonder, and I've motivated since I'm with family, so I need to make sure they're all right. I need to get out and do some some cooking and. You know, and I've, I've become a pretty decent cook. Um, uh, I'll do the mac and mac and bacon for you one day. It's superb. <laughs> it's absolutely superb. But it's um, it's it's one of those things. If you were living alone and you didn't have those responsibilities, I can imagine it being incredibly tough on you mentally. Um, you know, why should you get a bed and shave if you're if you're on furlough for for six months to a year? What's what's the process for you? And it's not because you're lazy, and I don't want people out there feeling lazy. It's that routine. You're so used to routine, and that's why I think you know people go, "Why so many soldiers are homeless?" And a lot of people think that dealing with homelessness is just a case of giving the person a home. It's more than that. Um, there are so many homeless soldiers sometimes for mental health issues, but sometimes it's just routine. You know, once that routine's gone, um, how what is the point of doing certain things certain ways? You know, what is the point of getting up and, and, and looking after A, B, C, D? And a lot of people don't get that. So I think this has been incredibly tough on, a lot tougher on people than than, 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 than people expect, than people think. Um, but I, like I said, I've been, I've been very lucky. Um, um, very, very lucky in, in terms of how of how this has gone for me. So I I, I, can't, I continue to count myself lucky. Um, but yeah, moving on. And as if, as if there's possibly a moving on, because it's still, we're still, what, a year? It's two days, I think, three days until the 46th President of the United States is inaugurated. And mm. America's looking more and more like it's going towards Banana Republic um, or even Grand Theft Auto than it, it does that it's going towards the, the shining bastion of democracy that um, it used to be. It's weird. What we have going on is very, very weird. Last week, there was an attempted coup. Um, this week, a load of people that tried to um, carry that coup have been arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, and in sometimes hilarious videos, being arrested. And, and taken away. A lot of them on no no fly lists. Um, they can't catch planes. And as if irony is a god, a lot of them are going to be um, imprisoned under the rules that um, Donald Trump brought around for the Black Lives Matter protests. Yep. So they could be looking at prison 10 years, um, up to 10 years for their actions. And if, if, if as, as people have been calling them, um, Vanilla ISIS, which is my my favourite term to refer. Oh to. my god, that is that is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the, the vanilla ISIS. Do you think looking at oh the my states, god, that's amazing. Where it is? Do you think there's and could you imagine that happening here? Uh, you know, it, it's the protests in the UK were very British and very well mannered. I think there was only one time that there was an incident with the police. Which was that shocking, shocking video of the horse, the police officer riding a horse into um, the traffic lights. 
Um, and coming off and injuring herself. I can't remember exactly what happened to her. And there were some injuries. But for the most part, it was quite well-mannered. Um, there wasn't any trouble at these protests, um, no matter what the right wing said. Apart and from the every, right wing who turned up. Yeah, apart from that time when a couple of thousand, um, um, you know, the UK vanilla ISIS members turned up to London to beat up black people and lefties, which they said they were going to do. They came to London and did to protect statues while at the same time pissing on them. Yeah. The uh, and, and, and doing Nazi salutes. Yeah. Mm. Um, which, again, I, I, I just I don't get how, how that happens. Do you think that could happen here in the UK? Um, I... I I think at the moment the British people are far too kowtowed to the establishment, not the new establishment, which you should join, subscribe, go to our website, download our podcasts, and tell your grandmother um, about us. But the and we'll actual, be available on YouTube as well. Yeah, we will be available on YouTube very soon. Um, yeah. Do you know? Do you think that that could happen here in the UK? Do you think it's beyond the pale? I don't think it's beyond the pale. I think we have certain things that make it more difficult. Um, but I don't think, I think it's quite easy. At the moment, the anti-Black Lives Matter, or the they want to say all lives matter, but it's not all lives matter, is it? White lives matter. No one else mm. lives matter. Uh, um, movement. Um, what was it? 500, 300 people went to the centre of London to basically start look for a fight, and that's all they were doing, really. Um mm. So that's 500 people, obviously, um, and Brexit. The Brexit um, celebration where we left last year, you know, when when the thing went at uh, midnight, that was, I think, again, that was only like 500 people. Where where the Black Lives Matter and the um, pro EU demonstrations were in the hundreds of thousands. Well, tens of thousands for Black Lives Matter, but hundreds of thousands for 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 the Brexit stuff. Um, so. Is it possible? Yes, Curtis. It's something that we should never think cannot happen in this country. It's at, at the point where we start saying it won't happen to us because we're British is mm. the point that we need to really worry when it becomes really possible. The things that I think put into place that it probably won't happen here is one, we have a monarchy. I know it sounds odd. I'm not a fan of monarchy, as you know. I'm a fan <laughs> of the Queen, but I'm not a fan of monarchy as in the principle that someone's born into a position which I think most people agree is not the greatest thing, but I'm, I'm a fan of the Queen. We have monarchy, and she sort of presides over every prime minister. So, although she has no real power, she is a figurehead. Um, so I think the Queen makes it more difficult for that to happen. We've had situations in British history where far right, the black shirts, tried to, or they call the brown shirts, I can't remember, tried to take um, Powell march on Parliament um, from North London through a Jewish and Italian community in North London, and that community belted the shit out of them. The um, Battle of Cable Street, yes, indeed. Yeah. A great day Bat for uh, British uh, Londoners battered, and socialism. Battered the shit out of them. Um, so so it's very possible that we can, we can sort of... We can... We're, I'm worried that we're becoming very American. Yeah. And I know that most things from America come over here at some point, but I'm worried that we're becoming very American and we're very polarized. Brexit has not helped the situation. Uh, and I'm not talking about is Brexit a good or bad thing. I'm, the whole discussion has been fucking polarizing and it's made things very, very pro problematic for the truth. 
Is it possible here? Yes. Am I worried about it? Not overly, but I am worried about it, and we need to stay vigilant, don't we? So, so yeah, it's possible here, Kurtz. Because I always find it quite strange, like the discussion, you know, America seems a far way away, but we have a, a leader who... Um, it's half American. Who, who's actually... Um, no, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. He's half American, born there. Um, had an American passport until like two years ago who has literally lied his entire life about who he is and what he is. Um, and when he has told the truth, um, you know, will probably be a record. He's, he's openly, you know, worked and, and done, worked on and done racist things, openly so. He built his career lying about Europe, literally admitted to lying about Europe. Got sacked. That just seemed to um, that that just seemed to to boost his credentials, and nobody seems to question that. Um, I'm not concerned with somebody being popular, but uh, you know, it's, it's not even post truth. It seems to be this fetishization with fascistic policies, which disturbs me the most. And in the states, especially, um, you know, there seems to be this almost the language of religion and politics have sort of melted into each other. So people seem to, if, you know, the evangelicals in particular seem to go, so I believe in God um, and, uh, you know, he's God's man and that's it. So Boris, who's got the economic skills of a, um, of a fart in a lift, is seen as being the ultimate Tory. He's going to make sure I pay less tax, do this, do that. And that's all that matters. In spite of what the evidence shows, which is he doesn't have great economic skill. And Rishi Sunak, a man who, again, he gets so much credit, but I don't think he's had an original thought in his head um, mm. since birth. Now, yes, he comes from a working class background and yes, he's self-made as far as you know that goes in terms of Tory whatever but um the furlough scheme wasn't his idea it was his idea that he got from someone else um and also i can't think of one policy he's brought in that's done anything near the the praise a man gets um he gets a lot of praise I, he's I seen as a common sense person in the tory party can, can i but bite in? yeah i, I just want i want i just want to say that I think the reason he gets so much praise, Curtis, is back to the same point that I made before. When he, when he talks about the subject he's talking about, he has a grasp on it. Well, anyone else who's talking about anything avoids the subject, changes the subject, doesn't answer questions. Sunak see, understands what he's talking about because he's presenting it, and he's obviously read it. That's why yeah. he received praise, because everybody else around him is shit. Mm. And whether he's not, I don't think he's amazing. He had to do what he had to do. He had to fund the NHS more. He had to do the furlough yeah. scheme. You know, saying that there's someone else's idea. It's obviously a think tank that's been put together. They've looked at solutions. That was a solution. Every every chancellor, every politician is going to do that. I don't blame him for that. You know, that's the solution they came up with. But the fact that he can make a concise argument or defend and answer questions, that's the best thing, Curtis. He actually answers questions about his policies. That's what makes him shine. In basically, he's basically like a pearl in shit, right? 
So every, everybody else is shit. <laughs> and it's the only thing that's shining through. He might not be the shiniest pearl, but he's still a pearl in that yeah. in that shithole of a cabinet. So that that's why he gets praised, Curtis, because you've got to look at what's around him. You know? Mm. Uh, that, that's why he gets praised. So I, I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into him a lot more because again, um, I I I I see a lot being written about what he's going to do, but very little about what he he stands for and what he he, he means as as a as a chancellor. They've got Rishi Sunak's chair task force to lead bonfire of EU red tape. What does that even mean? You know what? What is that? What they're going to get rid of all the red tape um, now that UK's left the EU? What does that actually mean? Does it mean that you know? Why didn't they think of doing this before they even bloody started the the, the, the Brexit process? Um, it means that we're rejoining the EU, Curtis. <laughs> well, Northern Ireland has done. I don't know if you know this, but if you're Irish, if you've got an Irish passport, you mm. now have more freedom. In the UK than something the UK has. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Uh, but that's the place we are now. Um, I need to. I need to. Need to marry an Irish uh, Irish lass. That's what I need to do. Um, I see a lot of announcements of what Rishi is going to say. I see a lot of people saying what Rishi is going to be backed up to do. Um, I, I see a lot of I see a lot of that with Rishi, but I don't see any any solid meat with him, um, and that's what concerns me that he's just another Boris, you know, nice nice guy, good looking. I know there's a lot of girls, especially on Twitter. He's built up a bit of a fan club, but um, I I just think there's there's a lot of a lot of heat and and no actual you know a lot of what looks like a fire. But actually, it's just nothing there, um, you know, and a lot of playing around with things. But I, I don't think he, he's, he's going to amount to much. I don't think he has. And I think he gets far too much credit for doing nothing, you know. And this is the, that's where I stand. I might be wrong, but time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, I may, I may, but we'll see. But anyway, Tone. Yeah. Tone, TC, we may be missing a James. And James, we are missing you, buddy. But my God, that time has flown. Yeah. And it's that time when it's got to come to an end. So as I always say, ladies and gents, um, tell your grandma, tell your sister, tell your brothers and your uncles about the new establishment. Share, leave us your comments. Uh, We read all comments. um, And um, let let us know um, what you thought of the show. We'll be available on podcast later on so you can watch us, listen to us just before you roll off to bed or on your drive into work, who knows if anybody goes into work anymore, or you can pretend you're going into work. I guess there must be people that do that. Um, yeah, I'm getting in the car, drive around the block, come back, I'm at work. But um, anyway, thank you so much, guys. It's been great. The Global Frequency goes strength to strength. This is the latest episode. Have a nice night and safe journey. And I'll see you next week will be the 500 and 50, no, 62nd day of Boris Johnson's prime ministerialship, of which we will join you then. You take care and um, have a nice night. Good night.